Hello and welcome to another episode of Mets Across the Pod. This is episode 14 and today I'm joined by a new voice. We have Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hello there. Hello. If you haven't heard, Andrew's joined us on the uh, UK Mets Online team and uh, this is his podcast introduction as well. Yeah, so, my and- debut, my rookie season. Oh, bless you. So, come on, tell us a bit about yourself and your fandom. Well, uh, basically, um, my hobby used to be uh, football and writing a football blog. And then um, when I got made redundant from my job, I uh, basically turned it into a career writing about football. So that's what I do. Um, But because that used to be my hobby, I was then like, well, you know, I now need something else to sort of occupy my free time. And uh, so I sort of thought, oh, how about baseball? Because I've always been sort of vaguely interested for quite a long time, but never really followed it properly. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I um, support Liverpool in football, there's obviously the um, FSG connection, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. Um, But I thought I'd, rather than just go with the Red Sox, I thought I'd pick a, a, a bit more of an underdog team. And uh, I went to a Mets game when I was on holiday with my wife. Uh, I think it was 2011. Um, so they were the last, that was the last game I went to was, was a Mets game. And uh, then being on the East Coast kind of worked for watching in the UK, obviously, as everyone knows. It's a bit mm-hmm. better than a, than a West Coast team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, sort of started to, decided to start following it properly. Um, I also know um, the guys who do the Absolute Bunts podcast. So that kind of encouraged me a bit as well to know those guys. I know John and Henry a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, kind of all these things together meant, oh, I'll start following baseball and I, and I sort of start following the Mets. Um, so, I did keep a little eye on them towards the end of, of last year. But really, this is the first year where since day one, First game, following them, you know, trying to watch as many games as I can. And um, it's obviously been a bit of a rocky road, but it's it's certainly been uh, good to be a Mets fan the last couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, being a Mets fan is definitely a bit of a roller coaster ride. You have very low lows and very high highs. Yeah, I sort of knew, I just sort of did a bit of reading up. I knew not to expect, you know, too much every year, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. Roller coaster is a good description for this for this year, anyway. Yes, because at the moment we're on a very high high, and absolutely loving being a Mets fan at the moment. Yeah, uh, just one tonight uh, to sweep the Marlins as we're recording this has just ended. So, uh, thirteen wins from fourteen for the first time since nineteen ninety. I mean, that can't be bad, can it? That that's a damn good stat, and we are. Really closing on those fillies. Yes, Dave, we're coming to get you. Yeah. Um, so since we last recorded, other than introducing you, a few things have happened. We've had the trade deadline. Mets made a few moves. Um, we signed Stroman and got cash from the Blue Jays for prospects Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods-Richardson. Any thoughts on that at all? Um, I'll be honest, because I'm sort of new to all this, I haven't even sort of contemplated the sort of prospect side of it and whether those guys are any good or if they're not. Um, I, I sort of keep seeing things about people saying, oh, you know, you, you should hang on to your prospects and stuff like that. But um, I, d- I sort of don't know what the sort of usual sort of protocol is, really. I mean, Mets, yeah. seem, Mets seem happy to trade them away because they traded some guys for Canode and they some hot prospects or whatever. Um yeah. So the Mets seem happy to sort of get rid of them. Um, as for Strowman, I mean, his figures look pretty good. I don't know much about him because I've mainly just been watching Mets to try and get up to speed on them. Um, again, things I read, he's sort of a, a ground ball pitcher and which doesn't really tie in well with our defence by all accounts. But um, I think he did all right the other night. See how he does again uh, this weekend at some point he's pitching. So, yeah, it's I'm not sure. He's pitching. Right, okay. And he's... He's only ever been to one Mets game at City Field, and it was the Johan Santana no-hitter Mets game. Yeah, I heard something about that. Is that the only Mets no-hitter ever, or was it the first one or yes. something? It's the, the only m- one. only one. Wow. First and only. Wow. Yeah, so that could be a bit of a, a sign of things to come. <laughs> you never well, know. That'd be good, yeah. Yeah, I know that Les... Um, 
has a very strong opinion on trading prospects. He says that you never know how good prospects are actually going to be when they come up to the majors. So you're better trading for someone that you know has um, experience in the majors and can play at a major league level rather than someone that could possibly play at a major league level. Yeah, I guess that's it because they, you know, the prospect might have a higher ceiling, but you just don't know, do you? I mean, they might, they might just sort of disappear without trace, I guess. So, um, I mean, it makes sense to me, as as, as I say, as a sort of novice fan, it it makes sense to get somebody now who's who should who should be better. But um, I guess yeah, see both sides of it, yeah. And with a game like baseball, you've got to face it: the vast majority of prospects don't come to anything. You you yeah. might never see them in the majors at all. Yeah. The other move we made was we sent uh, Vargas to Philadelphia for catching prospect Austin Bozart. I'm going with Bozart. Sounds good to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know much about the prospect, but I think the Mets were right to get rid of Vargas. He was making noises that he wanted to be traded. And I think it would have just sort of dragged down the rest of the team if he carried on being there whilst not wanting to be there. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he'd been pitching pretty well. But yeah, I mean, I think if Guy wants out, then then just let him go, really, I guess. Because wasn't he out of contract this end of this year anyway? So Yes, um, yes. he in control to the end of the season. Yeah, so in which case, if he wants to go, then yeah. Let him go. I mean, as I've sort of just sort of implied, I don't know anything about the prospect guy either, Bossart. But um, yeah, no harm in letting Vargas go, I don't think. And I think um, in his first um, appearance for the Phillies, he either got a no decision or a loss. So, oh well. <laughs> Presumably, will he be playing the Mets soon? Because obviously, got to play the Phillies. Will he be pitching? Possibly, I don't know. Let's have a look at. Pick up schedule so I don't have it open. I normally have it open. My bad. Um, so it's not for a while. Phillies is end of August, so yeah. Um, I would imagine we probably would see him at some point, but I don't know. It just kind of depends how things sort of end up on on the day. Yeah, or in sort of the rotation at that point but never mind but I think the really really good news was we kept Wheeler and Syndergaard yes that was good I think it sounds like they were sort of happy to let them go if the price was right but they just nobody offered what they wanted to accept so I think they possibly might have gone but um, no it it seems good that they didn't go yeah um from what I was hearing, they were asking for a lot for Wheeler. So I don't know if it was they were asking for so much that nobody would come up with it so that he was sort of staying by default. Or... Yeah, priced out of a move, I think, possibly, yeah. yeah. And they they withdrew Syndergaard very early, um, about midday on the Friday. Right. Bit, but that's not a normal thing. They normally sort of play out to the end of the trade deadline and sort of tease each other a bit and say, well, yeah, we'll let him go if you give us this. Right, but, OK. But um, they they made quite a bold statement in saying, no, we've withdrawn him from the market, we're keeping him. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully he continues his uh, his good recent form for the, for the rest of the year. Then it'll look like a very wise decision. Yeah. Um, and I, I think since both have looked very settled um, and like they're, they're quite content and that's been reflected in their results so far. Yeah, definitely. Right. On to how we're doing so far this season. I th- well, first half, we just won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> No, fair enough. No, but since All-Star Game, we've been on fire. Like you said earlier, we've won 13 of the last 14. So that's that's really, really good. I'm, I'm so happy being a Mets fan at the moment. 
Yeah, I see a lot of people say, oh, you know, they've, they've only been playing sort of rubbish teams. And I guess they they have, but you still got to beat them. I mean, if, it, if they've not done it, you know, they must have had runs of playing rubbish teams in the last 27 years and not or 29 years and not won 13 out of 14 or whatever. I mean, it's just the nature of the, the, the fixture list or whatever. You must have good, tough runs and easy runs and, you know, they're playing really well in a, in a, in an easy run. So, um, yeah, I think, did I see they've got the best record since the all-star break of any team? I think that's yes. right. Yes. Um, which is, which is pretty incredible considering, as you say, the first half of the season, um, very average, like when they 11 games under 500 about, two weeks ago or something, and they've just clawed it yeah, back with this run. So Also, we were 11 games under. Yeah. So to go from 11 games under to three games over in such a short period of time, relatively, yeah, is what is a really long season, I think we've done damn well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Pete Alonso seems to have got his groove back. He was looking really frustrated, throwing his bats around and having sort of little kissy fits in the dugout. But he seems yeah, to- smashed his bat as well, didn't he, recently? Yes, yeah, so over his thigh, which yeah. means he's damn strong to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could be. I don't think I could do that. No, I definitely couldn't. Um, but to... Um, there, there's sort of like a lot of people see the home run derby as a bit of a curse if you are in it and you do well in it you tend to tail off in your batting afterwards so that might have got into Pete's head a bit um but last couple of days he looked so happy with his his three home runs in three games yeah that's brilliant and uh because I think was the other day he thought shaved his beard off and then he's he's uh done these three home runs in three days so I guess uh, baseball players being superstition by, superstitious by all accounts he'll probably shave every day now until he doesn't get a home run or whatever but um, yeah, I th- yeah they're, a, they're a very superstitious bunch <laughs> yeah absolutely and I, I think as well it, it seems like um, maybe even better than Alonso at the minute is Conforto seems to be on a bit of a hot streak I don't know the exact figures but was it his 25th home run of the season today I think something uh, like that so I think that's what it said yeah. 25th and he's on I think 101 now for his career career yeah yeah so I mean he's doing really well McNeil's doing really well um obviously that dog must be helping I assume uh yes Willow Willow McNeil uh making all the difference I'm I'm glad his wife said yes yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely so the puppy's cute yeah, definitely. So that seems to be helping him. So, I mean, yeah. if if McNeil, Alonso and Conforto will stay in form, then Mets have got to have a chance of getting close to the to a wildcard spot if those three can stay in form for the next month or two, whatever, yeah. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Cano, well, fortunately, Cano seemed to be heating up, seemed to be running well, and now he's uh, done his hammy. Yeah, saying he perhaps won't even be back at all this year, which is uh, obviously not good. Well, he's obviously not had a great year, but yeah, as you say, he was uh, starting to, to do pretty well prior to the injury. Yeah. So, and, and like I say, it looked like he was actually running well, which he hasn't done in since he had his last injury, Yeah, which is quads, I think. Yes, I think so, uh, yeah. Um, he seemed to to almost just be plodding along during that. And he, he seemed to be looser and running better, and then he's done this. Yeah. It's just not been a great year overall, has it? I mean, I guess hope for better next year, but then, I mean, he's he's 37. I mean, I guess that sounds pretty old for a baseball player. I don't really know, but... Um... Uh, that That's normally sort of when their career does start to tail off in most cases, but... Um, I was listening to the the SMY broadcast the other day and they were saying that you shouldn't underestimate the value that can't be quantified of having um, an experienced player in the clubhouse that can give you little hints and tips that they've picked up over the years that you can't put a stat on. Yeah. But, but just bring something that a rookie or a player who's only been playing for a few years 
he he brings that bit more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you've definitely heard like Alonso and Conforto. I can definitely remember them saying, oh, you know, Robbie told me to do, to do this and I did it and it worked or whatever, you know, these sorts of yeah. things. So, you know, it's almost not quite a coaching role, but it's it's sort of like that sort of thing. Like, you, I mean, I know obviously in football, you you know, the older players sort of almost become coaches and stuff like that. If there's a bit of yeah. that, if he's, if he's helping those guys, then, I mean, that's better than nothing, albeit he's on a lot of money to uh, dish out a few yeah. chips. But, um, yeah, if he can do reasonably well and then then help the younger guys come through, then then no harm in that. Yeah, because um, Curtis Granderson that plays for the Marlins now, he used to be a Met and he was that sort of father figure yeah. in the clubhouse while he was there and he's such a lovely guy. I miss Curtis a lot. <laughs> um, but there's talk of signing Joe Panic, who's just been released uh, to take his place on second base. He's got a 235 batting average came sixth in Rookie of the Year in 2014, the year that Jake DeGrom came first. He's been in the All-Star game. He's, he had a gold glove in 2016. I just don't know why he's been released and whether it's a risk worth taking. Yeah, and he's from New York, isn't he? So, I mean, you know, just... Uh, yeah, he, fits... went, he went to college in Queens. Right, OK. So everything sort of fits with him sort of, yeah filling that spot and coming in and um, yeah, obviously as I've been saying, I don't know much about sort of other players at the minute. So I don't know much about him um, as a player, but um, there's enough people talking about it that makes me think it's probably a good idea. What do you think? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I don't know that much about him to be completely honest, but um, during the pre-game press conference, Mickey Calloway refused to rule it out, which means he's, that it's being contemplated, at least, I would say. Well, it makes sense to get somebody in if they can. If if Cano is now finished for the year, then it, it probably makes sense to get someone in. Um, and I, I assume because the trade deadline's passed, they can only get these DFA guys. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Um, prior to this year, you used to be able to put players on revocable waivers where you could sort of test the water a bit, where you could put players out of, um, but you could then turn around and say, but no, we don't really want to trade him. We just wanted to see what his value is. Okay. Better um, scrap that. Back, um, but that rule changed this year um, and the whole waivers process has changed. And now you can only claim um, players that have been designated for assignment. So, yeah. Okay. So he's probably the best option at the moment then, or likely to be. Um, I would say that's out there at the moment, probably, yeah. Um, I mean, Neil played quite well at second base, but I don't think he's an everyday second baseman. No, he. I mean, well, he seems to play uh, pretty well wherever he plays, doesn't he? I think, hasn't he got mm -hmm. the best defensive record in, like, about three positions or something for the Mets this year, I think, something yeah, like that. he's a really good utility player. Um, yeah. But I don't think. Um, two seconds. I'm just googling something. <laughs> I guess leave McNeil out in right field so he can jump into the uh, the netting again, like he did the other day. Because that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that that he was doing his best Spider-Man impression. Um, apparently on the depth chart they've got him listed as a second baseman left fielder and third baseman so I don't know I just it just doesn't look all that comfortable no but I could be completely wrong who knows <laughs> well I, I mean I always think any sport put your best players where they feel comfortable and it it's probably for the best so you know I'm not saying let him pick where he plays, but if he's most comfortable in, you know, right field, leave him in right field or wherever, you know. Mm. Um, so we're now only a game behind the uh, Phillies. Yeah, crazy. That, oh, that, that's made me so happy because um, I did a podcast a few weeks ago with Dave Shaw that runs UK Phillies. And he predicted that the Mets would finish below the Marlins. <laughs> oh, 
Well, we probably avoided that, if nothing else. So Well, there is that. So I can do a bit of a raspberry to uh, Mr. Shaw. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, but it just seems like there's been a bit of a fire lit under them at the moment. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Pete Alonso's tweet where he coined the LFGM hashtag. Yeah. Where he's like, we can't do it without you guys, the fans. Uh, we need you to show up. We need you to be loud. We need you to get behind us because we believe we can um, have another Miracle Met season. So, yeah, it, he's, he's right as well. He's right. They, you know, you need positivity and you need, you know, probably wouldn't achieve it without. So. That was the right thing to do. I wonder if it was his idea or if somebody, you know, management said, can you do this for us, Pete, or whatever. But either way, yeah, got to have the fans on board, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it came at the right time, just as things started to heat up. And the, the, it, from what I've seen in the fan base recently, certainly on Twitter, there seems to be more positivity and just sort of getting behind the lads which is what they need. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I there were obviously being new to it this year, there's obviously mostly been negative for the first sort of three or four <laughs> months or whatever. Yeah. To the point that you're like, oh, I sort of want to see what people are saying on Twitter. And then you read it, you're like, no, I don't want to really see this. I mean, you know, I try and stay positive regardless, but even, you know, even I could see, yeah, they're not doing great at the minute. But um, no, it's just everything's better when, when the team's doing well, isn't it? So uh, yeah. Yeah, long may it continue. Oh, definitely. And uh, fan graphs say that we've got a better chance of reaching postseason the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I saw that as well. And I checked uh, 5.38 and uh, they say the same thing. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not sure what that tells us really. I don't, I sort of, the little bits and bobs I know, obviously teams don't tend to retain the World Series or, or no one's done it for a long time, have they? So, um Perhaps it was inevitable the Red Sox wouldn't do quite so well this year. But, um, yeah, that does still seem crazy that the Mets would be more likely to to get there. Yeah, because the Bosox are currently six and a half games behind in the uh, AL wildcard uh, on a 5.17 centage. So, and we're... Hold on, where are we? We're eight games behind on a 5.13, so it, it, there's not much in it between the two, sort of comparatively like that, but yeah, it, I think, again, it's the unquantifiable is everyone getting on a hot streak at the same time that will then push us that bit further over. Yeah, well, exactly. If you, if you win 13 games out of 14, then the the models that calculate all these percentages are going to say, hey, these, these are a really good baseball team. And of course, they probably won't win 13 out of the next 14. But, you know, it's making them look good. If they sort of lose the next two, then I'm sure the percentages will swap round again. But probably every game at the moment makes it shift one way or another, doesn't it? Whereas at the start of the season, a win or a loss probably doesn't make much difference. But uh, mm-hmm. I think now, once you get this close to the end, probably every game is like, oh, a win moves you up and a loss moves you down the... Uh, you know, the percentage chances, whatever. Yeah. Um, and we've got, what, a third, well, not even a third left of the season to play. So Yeah, a bit less than a third. and uh, But a, a lot more of the games are at home than away as well, which whether that sort of factors in might be in Mets' favour. Um, um, let's have a quick look at the advanced statistics. They show the home versus away percentages. Uh, well, they used to. <laughs> I swear they did. No, they don't. I swear I've seen, well, I've seen it somewhere that we play better at home than away, especially at the moment where Pete seems to have found that left field 
and decided that's his spot for home runs. Yeah, it definitely seems to be at the moment, doesn't it? This last few, uh, these last three days. Yeah. Um, Particularly the first two into pretty much seem like identical uh, spot just about. Yeah, pretty much onto the uh, the M&M's porch. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Noah Syndergaard won NL Player of the, of the Week and Strowman Player of the Week for his barehanded toss to home. Yep. Which they cool. And apparently they didn't even know these awards existed. Yeah, I think didn't uh, Lugo win reliever of the week or month or something and, and he didn't know it existed or something. So uh, yes. ten, tends to suggest our guys don't win these awards very often if they don't even know they exist. But um... oh. hey ho. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think it's great that they could recognise for it and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, definitely. It's like we keep saying, if they can, they've got to keep this form up to give Mets, you know, give Mets a real chance. Um, mm. I've just, I've just found the figures um, at home. Mets are thirty-one and twenty, which is a six oh eight record, and away they are twenty-seven and thirty-six, which is four twenty-nine. So um, yeah. that suggests that having, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly how many more home games it is. I think it's about ten or eleven more home games than away for the rest of the season. So that should help. Hopefully, yeah, because they've just done a bigger away stand and did well on it, so that might skew things slightly as well. Yeah, I think I'm right in saying that's. I think it's eight home wins in a row now uh, with today's result. So yeah, on a roll. Yeah, um, and we've got the Nationals at home next, and then the Braves at the Royals on the road. Yeah. So, the Royals aren't doing very well, are they? So, that's one you've got to try and look to profit from. Um, and I guess, well, the, the Braves are kind of out of sight, aren't they? So, I suppose got to beat the Nationals is the most important one, I suppose, because they they're ahead of us, aren't they? So, um, Yeah, Kansas City are currently 30 games behind and 357. So, I think we've right. got to take the pickings off them. Yeah, definitely. And then Washington are only two games in front of us. So, so that's that it. That, yeah, is, that's it. This weekend really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Because I keep seeing people saying, oh, you know, Mets have got all these, um, you know, the next games are against teams who are above 500. But if like the Nationals are only two games ahead of us or something, then it's not such a big deal that they're above 500. Obviously, some of the teams are way, way above 500, but one like that at home, we should be hopefully confident of um, at least winning the series, if not, you know, maybe not sweep or whatever, but yeah, I take two from three or something. Yeah, because they've got 60 wins to our 59. Right, there you go. So nothing in it, nothing in it. No, it should be an interesting series if nothing else uh, and let's see Friday and Saturday are night games and Sunday is day game so that's good I love day games day games make watching baseball so much easier oh definitely yeah but like much you say at least, at least we're not West Coast fans where you have to get up at three in the morning and stuff like that <laughs> yeah I couldn't do that <laughs> some no. of their games are still on when I wake up in the morning the West Coast games are ending so um... Yeah, my husband gets up to work at um, four o'clock on oh, wow. Monday morning for his because he works away during the week. But um, he will get up at four o'clock Monday morning to leave at half past four. And sometimes I'll just sit there if the Mets are playing on the West Coast or something on a Sunday night. I'll, I'll watch it in bed while he's getting ready. On a Monday morning, yeah. Yes, at the hours of the morning. Uh, we've got Players Weekend coming up, and we've got, I, I'm not sure on the whole colour scheme, the black and white thing. No, that seems a bit odd. It's never been that sort of designated by MLB before, I don't think. Oh, right. Okay. Um, last year, um, I think 
the Mets went for like a yeah, they went for like a really bright orange and a brighter blue. Right. So a lighter, brighter blue and a bright, bright like a neon orange. Jazz it up a bit, yeah. Oh yeah. Um and then had like the nicknames on the back. Um, yeah, but but this year the whole black and white thing, I, d- I don't get it. Am I just being odd? Do you get it? Well, this is all new to me, so I don't get anything really. But uh, <laughs> it it does seem a bit drab. But unless do they get to sort of, um, I don't know, decorate it in some way? I don't really know. No, right, do they? no not from the looks of it. I think right. it is black um, or white. Literally, sure. just just you're wearing black or you're wearing white. Fair enough. Um, it, uh, I I don't get it. I don't like it. Um, maybe I'm just a bit of a fuddy duddy because it's no, it's not our colours. No. So it just won't look right. <laughs> no, it will be a bit odd. In if fact, they wear I, black shirts or something. Yeah, I well, they did wear black shirts a few years ago as a, a road jersey. I've got one of those. I've got David Wright one. Okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, my son actually has the uh, Players Weekend cap because I was there last year when they were just before they were playing it last summer. And I can see it, and it, it is like a neon orange and a really bright blue. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't get it. It seems like that. Well, it seems are the nicknames more of a thing than the sort of the shirts? Is this a big thing? I don't know. Well, every player except for Degrom has a nickname. Yeah, Degrom's just gone for Degrom, but he did that last year, so at least he's consistent in it. Well, there is that. Yeah. Um. Have you got a one that's like one of the nicknames that's standing out to you? Well, I did. Th- I've um, Walter Lockett's lock emoji. I mean, is that an emoji as a nickname? I don't really understand how that works. Uh, I do like um, Seth Lugo, Puerto Rican. I like that. Yes, that was his from last year as well. Right. Um, Michael Conforto's actually changed his one from last year. He was Scooter last year. Because Scooter was his nickname as a child. Right. But it's, it's Forto this year. Yeah. Scooter's better, isn't it? I don't know. Scoot, like yeah. Scooter and the big man, like uh, they were saying the other day on the... Yeah. With the home runs. I mean, that sounds yeah, great. That... Scooter, Scooter and the big man sounds like a kid's show or something. Yeah. Like, like an 80s, like a really bad 80s imported TV show. Yeah. I'd yeah. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I quite like uh, Strowman's one once I looked up what it actually meant, which is HDMH, height doesn't measure heart, because he's always sort of had the mickey taken out of him for being a bit shorter. Right. Because he, he's quite short for a picture. Okay, so, yeah. So that makes sense. Seven. And like most, most other pictures are six foot plus. So that, that, that's quite cute. And, and you've got to love that bit of polar bear and squirrel. Well, of course, yeah. All the animal-based names are the best ones. Yes. And uh, Wilson's all, Wilson Ramos has always been Buffalo. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's always been his uh, thing. If you with were that, to have... Go on, carry with on. That, oh, I was going to say with the hand sign, the whole Ramos thing. but um... Yeah. Yeah, that, that's always been his thing because he's built like a buffalo. Yeah. Um, if you were to have a player's weekend nickname, what would it be? That's a good question. Uh... It was in the notes. <laughs> you should have thought. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought about this already, shouldn't I? Well, um, I guess, uh, well... Um... Like my friends probably just call me Bees, which is short for Beasley, my surname. Mm-hmm. Um, I play bass guitar, so it could be like bass man, or that could be bass as in a bass guitar, bass as in a baseball bass. Yeah. Uh, so I guess one of those probably. What about you? What would you have? 
Um, I would probably have the same as my Twitter handle, which is Witchit, which is a daft nickname that my husband came up with for me. It started off as as a word that we can't say on the podcast because it will get us a parental. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Be and end in itch. (laughs) Right, okay. And then it sort of went to witch and then witchy and then witchit. I guess that's the best of them so far, isn't it? So, yeah, heading in the right direction. Before anyone starts saying, oh, your husband's blah, 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 it's the kind of relationship we have. We we take the chronic P out of each other and we call each other names. It's just the way we are. (laughs) Fair enough. Can't argue with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and I've sort of answered um, a couple of the questions that we've had in um, at Dublin Mets on Twitter. Wanted to know why Degrom doesn't have a nickname; he has his real name for Players Weekend, same as it was last year. Hey, he's the best pitcher around. If he wants to do that, just let him do it. You know. Yeah, he can call himself whatever he wants to call himself. He yeah, exactly. Eight years, he can carry on. No, definitely. Um, at Jacko underscore Leary on Twitter would like to know how hard does this rotation make you? <laughs> That's a bit of a personal question for my first appearance, isn't it, on the uh, podcast, really? Yeah. Um, I can say it doesn't make me personally hard, but <laughs> it, does, it does excite me. Yes. Let's just leave it at that, I think. That's a, probably the best way of saying it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> We have some special people that follow us. <laughs> <laughs> At Beltran underscore mole on Twitter, what does the F in LFGM stand for? And how could I use it to spread joy and peace? Fabulous. Flipping. Let's flipping go, Mets. Let's flipping go. Yeah. yeah. It must be that. I'm sure it's that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with flipping. Yeah, flipping. Yeah. And you can just spread it joy and peace just by sharing that message with everybody. <laughs> well, it would cheer up any Mets fan, you know, so share, share it with them and, it, and then, yeah, spread yeah. the joy, spread the peace. Spread the love. Oh, I think David Tate wants to join us because he's just got in from work. <laughs> Let's see if I can add him to this. This is technical. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, you've got have a nickname ready. Oh, better. It's calling. Is he going to pick up? He's not picking up. <laughs> Oh, David, you're letting the side down. <laughs> He's seen I'm on here. He doesn't, you know, now now I've met him, he doesn't want to uh, be on with me, perhaps. Oh, yes, I do. There he is. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good evening. How are Hello, you? David. You right? Yes, how are you? Welcome, Andrew. Thank you. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. What a good time to be a Mets fan, eh? It's I know, I've... fantastic joined your little group at exactly the right time haven't i so far so yeah i believe we we had another win tonight i've only just got in from work so uh yeah we did we did so yeah yeah exactly meet the mets meet the mets (laughs) step right up and get swept by the mets uh yeah but it was miami so uh still counts still counts exactly see that's that's the thing um I know we've had a little run of um, uh, easy, well, you know, teams that have been struggling a little bit. So, you know, I expected, I think I said in the last part, expected to really, you know, get something from those games, from this run. But we've we've done it with a little bit of extra chilli flakes on top. We've really done, we've really done a lot better than I thought we could do. Um, oh, so the most, yeah, yeah, the most important thing now is that we carry that winning mentality into the next series of games. Uh, we've got tougher opponents coming up. And uh, that that winning man, I think it reflects in the way they're playing already. You can see the the defensive plays have improved, and I think that's all to do with confidence. Yep, 
that's pretty much what we said earlier. Um, this seems to be sort of a fire lit under some of yeah. the players, and um, it, it's catchy. It is. It's contagious, definitely. Is it's 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 working on us as well. I think. Oh, definitely. I'm <laughs> smiling whenever I think about the Mets now, which is damn good. Yeah, indeed. So where have I cut across into you? Sorry, you, um, it's very rude of me, right. but what, what were we discussing? Well, you've just joined us at a quite opportune moment. We'd like to uh-huh. know what your player's weekend nickname would be. What <laughs> you're pla- on the spot there. Sorry, what players? If you had a player's weekend nickname for your jersey. Yeah, me personally. Yeah, you personally. What would it be? Uh, I think I'd be quite boring because through all my life I've just been been known as Tatey. So it, <laughs> it's just the easiest thing. So, um, yeah, Tatey. Okay. Pretty boring. But, you know, if, DeGrom, the... if DeGrom can have DeGrom, I can have Tatey. So. At least it's a nickname. It's not just your name. Yeah, yeah you've, just, you've added a, you've added a letter. It makes all I've added all, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See, all needs to do is add an e to it, Degromi, and he'd be fine. Yeah, it was for a little while. It was Ravinelli, I think it was Ravinelli, because <laughs> um, when I started to go grey, um, uh, and Blake from uh, Blake Carrington, all to do with my grey hair. So uh, I'll, I'll stick with Tatey, I think. Not Collins number two. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, there's too many letters there involved, I think. Terry Collins' younger brother, yeah. Older brother. Brother. We'll stick with brother. Yeah. Um, we were just going through some of the questions we got through on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And just up to Thomas Frost's uh, at Frosty Potter 89's question. Mm-hmm. Should the Mets make a play for free agents like Cody Allen or Brad Brack and sign to initial minor league contract with a view to one or both potentially helping out a bullpen in stretch? Um, well, that, uh, I think that's that's a really good question, but I think that's um, one we need to put to, the, to uh, Callaway. I really don't know. <laughs> um, either way, whichever you do now, you, you, you don't want to upset What's what's happening? I don't know. I, I really don't know. There are still obviously question marks there about the bullpen and how it's mm. going to be ma- how it's going to be managed. Um, but it can't carry on the way it's going. But they're doing well. But can't keep relying on Seth and. Well, uh, Lugo showed some moments of greatness. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know. Um, I'm not the best one to answer that one. Um, Any thoughts at all, Andrew? Um, only that I'm even less qualified to answer the question, probably, but uh, not knowing who the players are for a start. But um, <laughs> I, I, I sort of, no, I sort of agree though with what uh, David was saying. Like, do you want to rock the boat at this point um, when it's generally going well? But I guess the bullpen is the one area where they have some issues um, because the starting pitching's great and you know generally got the run. So uh, yeah coming in so it is the area they need to improve i guess but yeah whether they should is probably a bit beyond my sort of knowledge a bit beyond my pay grade at the moment on baseball but um yeah i think they could potentially bring in a player whether it's it's either of those i don't know because i've not had time to look up them look them up rather mm. because i've been busy today um but I think they might need someone to sort of shore them up a bit because um, familiar, yeah. you kind of have to watch from behind your hands. Same with uh, Diaz. Um, yeah. Well, as I said the other day on the group chat, I, I, I've been doing that behind the sofa behind my hands. Lugo has been good. Gazelman's had moments where I thought, wow. He's he's back on it, but then he's had iffy moments as well. Mm. From yeah. what I've watched of yesterday's game, he had a really good inning. Yeah. So I think it's more inconsistencies that we need to work on and possibly have another body, whoever that may be, there that's 
that might be like a longer arm, maybe, mm. that can come in as needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Lugo's Lugo's been the standout for me at the moment. I love I love Seth. I love Seth's mum on Twitter. Uh, yes, Vicky. Yeah. Hi, Vicky. Yeah, hi, Vicky. She's she's great. She is. She she's obviously a mum who loves her son very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is very passionate about her son's career. Mm. Um, but she she's she follows us on Twitter. Um, and it, it's great to see the little sort of family insights from her. Mm. personal side yeah I'm not sure where Seth stands on that but we love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't right. matter right I managed to deflect away from that question now answering that so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, it's What's the, the next, next one, one David mm. uh, Juan F. Coronado on Facebook has asked could you talk about who you would like to start on the mound in the wildcard game and how the rotation would be if we go further into the playoffs, as well as our opponent probabilities. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay. Well, um, <laughs> I, I'm no pitching technician about which which way the rotation should work. But if it's you see a one-off game, so so hard to, I would imagine even for Mickey Callaway, it's going to give him a major headache. Mm. But, um, uh, if if it's a one-off wild card, the, the temptation is obviously to start your ace. You've got to get through that game, haven't you? Otherwise, it's just no point. Um, but then, what's his availability like if yeah, we I know. I get on that. further? Uh, but you've got to put yourself in that position to be to be in the next next round mm. of games. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know. That's true. I'm not really giving that any thought yet. Um, so I didn't see the didn't get a chance to read the question. So. Um, Oh, as a novice, I'd go with the ace. I'd go with the Grom. Uh, but I don't know. There's probably folks out there think maybe you'd start with a Syndergaard or, or Wheeler to keep keep him keep his powder dry. I don't know. I'd go to Grom. Andrew. Yeah, I can't really add anything there. I just sort of think the same. If it's a one-off game and you lose, you're out of it. You, I would think you go with your best guy. But I suppose it depends on the day's gap between the games and. As you say, if you do win it, when do you next play and stuff like that? I don't know any of that stuff yet. <laughs> I haven't looked it up. Don't want to jinx anything, you know. It'd be silly to uh, to have a look just yet. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm sure there's a more informed answer than what me, me and you are going to give, uh, Andrew. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, of course, it depends on how you guys have been performing at, at the time. That's a question for nearer the time as well. Yeah, um, I think the other thing is. As odd as it may sound, it depends. It will be a night game, oh, right. and we all know Degrom is the Sun King. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, as yeah. as Gary's taken to calling him. Mm. Um, uh, I'm just have a quick look at the postseason schedule because I've just found it. Uh, so wild card, National League wild card, will be on Tuesday, the first of October. Mm-hmm. And then the division series will start on the third, yeah, of October. Mm. So there's no no real gap. No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I think then perhaps they wouldn't risk not risk, but they wouldn't play Degrom then maybe in the wild card game. Because um, then with your DS games, you've got. Uh, is, it, it's is it best, best of five, is it? Um, best of seven. I don't know. Yeah. No, best of five, sorry. Yeah, best of five. So it depends sort of how far you think you're going to get in the, the NLDS to how far you can stretch that rotation mm. to when whoever you start in the wild card would then come up in the rotation for in the DS and then the CS. See, we've got the best starting rotation going. So you yeah. could um you could you could use DeGrom and then you could still go to look at all the other starters we've got um now. Uh, they could get you through that and then he'd be back by the end of that um 
division series. Yeah, and then you've got uh, the championship series after that. Mm -hmm. I know it does throw things a little bit out of sync um, if you put him in there, but you could easily, I I don't know, I'm really thinking on my feet here, so I don't know. I mean, you quite easily give the ball to, to Noah or Wheeler in that game, really, at the moment, the way they're playing. I think a lot does depend on who they're playing and where they're playing as well. Mm. Yeah, it's we like if but it's a home game yeah. or not and how that factors into who the opposing pitcher is. Mm. It's, I don't know. Oh, one-off games in baseball just even, doesn't even sound right, does it? Um, so used to yeah. series, you know, two, you know, two or three, four four game series a one off game it just sounds just sounds crazy doesn't it it does mm-hmm. seem mad to me to have to play 162 games but then decide not decide the whole thing but I'll just have one game then potentially to decide if you carry on or not yeah after 162 mm. uh, but that's how it works so yeah i mean i agree with what you were saying there but i mean yeah it's clearly probably too far out to to call it now but um as you say, who we're playing and whether we're home or away or anything, all these things. Yeah. Many but factors. I, but I think that we're in a position where we've got a really nice problem to have. If we do get that yeah. far, we, we have got the hottest rotation. Yeah. And to an extent, it doesn't matter who we put up. I just I know it wouldn't, you... be, it, it wouldn't be Matt's. That's, that's one, one thing. So. Um, yeah. But he went quite deep in today's game. He went seven. Yeah. Still which is better than his last start. Because yeah, he went four, I think, in his last start. Um, which is why I think we need another long arm in the pen. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can almost put up anyone and sort of not have to worry too much about it. Yeah. And it also depends... <sighs> Lefty or righty, who we're who we're up against? How strong? How lefty, righty? Their their, their squad is uh, for hitting. I don't know. So there's there are other factors as well. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of thought. This this is all, all of course in sort of wild dreams, assuming that we get that hmm. far. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, there will be of lots of men whiteboards. <laughs> yeah. Working out. Um, who goes where and uh, it's like if someone goes short in the wild card do you then put a starting pitcher in early to take from them rather than play them later on mm. to, to sort of assure you're going through mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but that's somebody else's problem certainly yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's not ours. Yeah. We just we just sit back and take it and watch. Yeah. Has anyone got anything else they want to cover at all? Oh, that's all the questions, is it? Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. No. Well, I mean, I need to to watch tonight's game. Um. I don't know if I'm going to watch it now when I go game. in. Or. Yeah. Uh. I don't know if it's going to be available to watch in full when I get in yet. It's a bit quick, so maybe I'll watch it in the morning. But uh, was it a good game? Was it a good game, folks? It's a really good game. Um, We won. We won. It's always good when you win. It's always good when you win. Yeah. Uh, Pete Alonso got a home run. uh, Of course. Any other outstanding moments that stick out? Conforto got two home runs. Oh, I I generally haven't looked at the, um, the box scores yet, so... I think at the very start of the game, I had a brief moment when I, I got in touch with you on the group chat where I had a little lull in uh, at work and I was able to, um, I saw, was it Alonso in the first? Yes. Someone, someone yes. Did, yeah. I, I literally tuned in and he was hitting his home run. And I thought, oh, that'll do. That's nice. Uh, and then I never got a chance to check on the game until um, uh, I was on the way home to see the score. Yeah. Wilson Ramos got a hit. He seems to be heating up a bit as well. He does. Yeah, they all seem to be. Again, it's confidence, isn't it? It's, it breeds uh, confidence in other players. As soon as uh, Alonso's been amazing for that, isn't he? As well, he just seems so. Uh, full He's of like it out a little, there. little puppy, so young and enthusiastic, for yeah. wants to be there and just, do everything. 
yeah, just hope that doesn't get knocked out of him. Just stay like that. It well, does lift everyone earlier, else, it seems to. Yeah, I said earlier mm. that he, he looked quite frustrated earlier, like sort of last week or so. Having yeah, little did you moments. not see, there was at least two occasions where I thought that bat was going to be snapped over his leg again. <laughs> you know, he, rise, he raised it and he, he thought better of it. But it happened a couple of times when he was striking out and he was getting underneath the balls. Yeah, and um, he had moments where he was sort of throwing it about in the uh, dugout as well. Yeah. But at least it shows passion. He, he does, yeah. That's Andrew. Go on. No, I was going to say, it's the same. I mean, Andrew know more about this as well, but I mean, you, that that's happens with players in football as well. You've got that one player in the team that's, that's he might, sometimes they might be a little bit uh, close to the mark, but I mean, you've got that player that's got the, the flair and the temper and the passion that it lifts the other players in a, in a team. And it's yeah, definitely. No, diff- no different with baseball. Well, we were saying earlier as well about the sort of message he put on, on social media, sort of rallying call to the fans and stuff like wow, that. Oh, so yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of, it sort of works both ways because, you know, if that gets the fans going, they get the team yeah. going, particularly at home, obviously. Um, yeah, I've noticed so, the yeah. crowds have been perking up a little bit, haven't they? Definitely, yeah. That's Getting more vocal. Crazy. Yeah, I love that. I love to see that. And um, we've decided that the F in... Let's uh, in LFGM stands for flipping. Let's flipping go Mets. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Let's LF. Oh yeah, I know you're on about now. Is it LF? Yeah, LFGM. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a there was a debate about that, was there? Yes, someone asked us what does the F stand for in LFGM, and uh, <laughs> it's to spread joy and peace. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. So so we decided flipping. flipping. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's what I would have thought it was. So yeah, <laughs> and and you can spread the joy by by sharing that message with fellow yeah. Mets fans. Well, maybe it should be flaming now because we're so red hot. Let's flaming uh, go. Mets. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, Andrew, you got anything else that you want to cover while we're here? No, not really. Just thanks for inviting me aboard the uh, UK Mets train. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to being involved. It's a party bus right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's all good. Uh, we do still have a competition running for anyone that follows us on Twitter. It's open to international. Um, it's to win the Ron Darling book, 108 Stitches, and it ends on the 9th of August. There is a pinned tweet about it, so retweet that. Um, and there will be another competition coming soon. I will dig through the uh, bundle of goodies that I got given by the Mets when I went over in April. Um, not sure what platform it's going to be on yet, so keep your eyes peeled on all of them. Um, there will be something coming up quite soon. Excellent. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, if you do want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at UK Mets Online, and all of our individual profiles are actually listed on there because some of the spellings are a bit weird. <laughs> Just like us. Um, uh, we're also, we've also got a Facebook group at UK Mets and uh, a page at UK Mets.online. And we need to have a new website uh, at uh, www ukmetsonline.co.uk again that, that's all linked in our Twitter bio and I think that's about time to wrap it up guys so thanks for joining us yeah thanks for letting me crash the party <laughs> problem you tested my technical skills Max <laughs> no you done well <laughs> I was right. like whoa, whoa how'd we add him <laughs> I worked it out in the end well done, Tracy. Right. Oh, no. I'm off for another so, bud. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you, pal. Right. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Cheers, Cheers guys. Well. And let's, let's go Mets. Let's yeah, flaming let's go, Mets. go Mets. Let's flaming <laughs> go Mets. Let's sister. <laughs> Bye. See you Bye. guys. Bye.